We were devastated again to learn this weekend about another mass shooting that targeted a queer nightclub, this time in Colorado Springs, at Club Q. Tragically, five people were killed and at least 17 others were wounded by gunfire while trying to enjoy themselves in one of the few designated queer spaces in Colorado Springs and all on the eve of the Trans Day of Remembrance, an annual observance on November 20th that honors the memory of transgender people whose lives were lost in acts of anti-transgender violence. In a July 2020 interview, one of the co-owners of Club Q said, Quote, the whole idea of this place is to have a safe place to get a permanent one in the city, end quote. Unfortunately, this mass shooting has violated the community's ability to have a self-determined space for joy. Queer bars have long been spaces of joy, but also the target of vicious violence from the police riot at New York Stonewall Bar in 1969 to the 2016 shooting at Pulse in Orlando, Florida Queer Club to the shooting this weekend at Club Q in Colorado. This weekend's attacker, Anderson Lee Aldrich, who is now facing murder and hate crime charges, is the grandson of MAGA-supporting California State Assemblyman Randy Vopel, who has vocalized his support of the January 6th insurrection. This is one of those times when the fear-mongering of politicians and everyday conservatives in this country intersect to leave our communities devastated by violence. And this intersection is unfortunately very present here in the Bay Area. We were reminded of the attack by Proud Boys last June at the San Lorenzo Library against a drag queen story hour, where luckily no one was physically injured. From stories inside Club Q, we've learned that the shooting was stopped by everyday people. First, an army veteran tackled and held the shooter, and then a trans woman and used her heels to stomp and hold him, saving the lives of many other people inside. Immediately after the attack, police cuffed the veteran and held him in the back of a police car while he begged to find out if his wife and daughter who were at the club with him were safe. He later found out that his daughter's boyfriend was one of the people who were killed. It's a tragic reminder of something we say often on this show. Police structures do not prevent violence. We keep us safe. Last spring, my producer Jesse Strauss interviewed queer abolitionist activist and poet Christopher Soto about his book of poetry called Diaries of a Terrorist. We're going to hear Christopher read a poem from that interview called All the Dead Boys Look Like Us, which is his reaction to the 2016 mass shooting at Orlando's queer club called Pulse, where 50 people were killed for trying to experience the joy of self-determined queer space. This is the voice of Christopher Soto. Last time we saw ourselves die was when police killed Jesse Hernandez, a 17-year-old brown queer who was sleeping in their car. Yesterday, we saw ourselves die again. 15 times we died in Orlando, and we remembered reading Dr. Jose Esteban Munoz before he passed. We were studying at NYU, where he was teaching, where he wrote shit that made us feel that queer brown survival was possible, but he didn't survive. And now on the dance floor in the restroom on the news in our chest, there are another 50 bodies that look like ours and are dead. We've been marching for black lives and talking about police brutality against native communities too, for years now. But this morning, we feel it. We really feel it again. How can we imagine ourselves today, black, native, brown people, how can we imagine ourselves when all the dead boys look like us? Once we asked our nephew where he wanted to go to college, what career he wants, as if the whole world was his for the choosing. 
Once he answered without fearing tombstones or cages or the hands from a father, the hands of our lover yesterday, praised our whole body, made angels from our lips. Ave Maria, full of grace. He propped us up like the roof of a cathedral in New York City. Before we opened the news and read and read about people who think two brown queers can't build cathedrals, only cemeteries. And each time we kissed, a funeral plot opened. In the bedroom, we accepted his kiss and we lost our reflection. We're tired of writing this poem, but we wanted to say one last word about yesterday. Our father called. We heard him cry for only the second time in our life. He sounded like he loves us. It's something we're rarely able to hear. And we hope, if anything, his sounds what our body remembers first. Being tired. In that poem, the context is, you know, witnessing police brutality against individuals, queer brown individuals like Jesse Hernandez, and also understanding that mass shootings, like what happened at the Pulse nightclub is an instance where the police do not prevent mass violence and the police also do not respond to mass violence. And so it's one of just wishing that we had better responses, better solution and more resources so that our community could heal from instances like this that continue to happen over and over again. That was the voice of queer abolitionist activist and poet Christopher Soto. You can listen to his full interview with Law and Disorder producer and co-host Jesse Strauss by searching for Law and Disorder with Cat Brooks wherever you stream podcasts. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Raskin of Fort Knox Five. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam. <laughs>